This podcast presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The host purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only answer to paranormal phenomena. We have not yet begun to touch the surface into these supernatural occurrences. With that being said, welcome to the Paranormal Journal. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Journal. I'm your host, John Curley, and Don Frank is going to be a new host, uh, co-hosting with me. So, welcome, welcome, Don. Hey, bud. What's going on? You there, What's going on, man? Yep, you hear me? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, yep. Coming in good, coming in good. Good. So, I just announced, man, you're going to be the new co-host of the Paranormal Journal with me, which is going to be cool. About time. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, man. So how, how's things going with you? Everything cool? Yeah, everything's been good. You know, just I'm trying to, to. How about you? Oh man, fighting this COVID thing that uh, swept into our house. So my wife got COVID. So, oh, oh god, man, I'm trying to stay away and and stay clear from it. But uh, you know, you live in the same house, might get yeah. It, that's so. That's going to be a little hard to do. Yep. Yeah, we're sleeping in different rooms, and I got her pretty much chained up in the bedroom and slide the food under the door. So, <laughs> 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 like, it's like the Goonies with the sloth thing. Hey, you, you know, we, when they slide the food at the door, you know, bang say, on the door and then run. Yeah, really. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, it should uh, remind you of your prison days. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> bang on the food slot. Here's your tray. Yeah, here's your tray. <laughs> oh man so so tonight's topic we're going to talk about paranormal 101 pretty much how to build a team uh how to gather evidence equipment you're going to need stuff like that not only did we tell you know the events that we've experienced over the years but uh we, we definitely like to educate people on uh how to do paranormal investigations because a lot of people do it wrong you know and uh not to say that we do it 100 percent correctly but we learned a lot over the years of 20 years of investigating um, what to do and what not to do. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and we've had our trials and tribulations with things we did wrong, and we definitely did a lot of stuff wrong over the years, but uh, we definitely learned from it. Oh, I think we did. Yeah, it, it, t- it takes time. I mean, you figure when you're, when you know, I first started out, you know, we were, we were watching the shows and kind of going off of what they were doing. Uh, most like everybody else, but you know, after a while, you you, you got to kind of take that, but also, you know, do you kind of your own thing in the process? You you gotta you gotta figure things out on your own. You know, it can't be, um, you know, constantly watching stuff on there because you never know if if they're doing things correctly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the the, the most important thing in building. You know, first you start off. You want to build a team. You got to find the right people that are kind of compatible with you you know yes and and believe me that's a uh that's a challenge in itself you and i both know that yeah uh, for the 20 plus years that we've been doing this i mean i've you know we've had so many people that we've dealt with uh as members over the years and you know you, you know when you have the right people you know i know in the beginning it wasn't easy there there's people that we had that i just could not we just not clicked you know there was no there's no uh, no organization there. I didn't like the way things were being done, and uh, you know, so we, you know, you and I did our thing, and you know, and we had people are, that were with our group as well that 
you know, just didn't work out for us. But, uh, you know, that's yeah. the whole process of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've all had our little hiccups here and there with, with uh, investigating. And some of the people that we've had, you know, that were members that, you know, we just didn't see eye to eye on things. And, you know, it, and some of the members were kind of like, you know, it's they wanted to do a personal, you know, investigation like it was just for them to experience something personal, but then they didn't want to put in the legwork. You know what I mean? Like you have to go over the evidence, man. I mean, this is, that's a big thing. Absolutely. You do. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason why we're doing this. Yeah. You know, man, we you're not just there for, I mean, of course you want to have a personal experience because you want to be able to, to record it and have evidence for the client. But in the same token, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta get evidence for, for the client. That's what we're there for. You know, right. there, there's, something paranormal going on and they're experiencing it and we we have to experience it and record it, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're relying on us when we come in there to try to figure out what's going on in that house is the best we can, um, you know, to give them some type of evidence that they're not, that they don't feel like they're crazy. And, and, and yeah. most people do, they feel like they're crazy. They feel like they're losing it. And that's what we're there for. We're there to help those people out. I mean, that, that's the whole reason you and I started this in the beginning was I always wanted to help people the best that we could. And I believe we're doing that. You know, we've been doing that for, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, yeah. And, and we're still, yeah, doing I mean, it. yeah, I mean, we first started out, um, I mean, like some people try to figure out, they really want to get into the paranormal stuff and they want to investigate, which is cool with me. I think if you're in it for the right reasons, then, then by all means start a paranormal group, but there are a lot of, things that are dangerous behind this you can have an attachment something can follow you home you can be hurt in an investigation possibly killed who knows you know what i mean i've never seen an investigator killed on an investigation but it's possible i'm not going to rule it out you know what i mean I, you can't rule it out anything could happen you know you could get scared and run and fall break your neck or you know who knows you know you really have to be careful doing this stuff it's pretty serious stuff to do plus you're dealing with the public as well right you know, so you got to have that, you got to have that chemistry between you and your members. If you don't have it, like me and you have, have clicked from the beginning. You know what I mean? We clicked from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I, I knew that as soon as you you and I met from day one, that I, I knew that you and I were going somewhere, you know, because it, it, it basically pushed me away from other members that I was with and focused on you. You know what I mean? And what you were doing. And, and we just kind of. You know, like you, like you say, clicked and, you know, we went from there. But uh, like you were saying, it's like when you get into these houses, you have to be careful what you're doing. One, we don't know the homeowners and they don't know us. So we don't know what we're going to get into, not only with them, but also the paranormal point of view. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, point of point of view, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, we had a case and we had a new member and unbeknownst to us that this member was talking smack about one of the clients and uh, we weren't in the house but the client had a recorder in the house and guess what she heard it yep and she came back at me and she was pissed and i didn't know anything about it until she played me the recording and i was like oh my god this this lady's like smashing her you know what i mean i'm like oh my god this this she's got to go now i got with you and i was like dude we got to get rid of her man like we can't that can't happen you know what I mean? no <laughs> like, no, no you can't, can't have that no no absolutely like, no. not i'm like no 
you're like, yeah, she got to go. I was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, you got to go. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You have to be mindful of what you're doing in, in an investigation. You have to. I mean, this is, these right. are people. You know what I mean? They're not, it's not, this isn't a TV show. And if you're in it to get a TV show, then you're in it for all the wrong reasons. This is not why we do this. This is not, if you're in it, to, you think you're going to get a TV show out of this? You're in it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just crazy to even think that, you know, nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, these people, some of these people, you know, they, they get on one TV show and uh, all of a sudden it's the famous such and such, the famous such, you're not famous. Like, and they go to the parrot conferences and, you know, oh, it's this famous because they were on one episode of, uh, Joe Blow Paranormal, you know what I mean? Now they're they're a celebrity, you know. That's this is not why we do this, folks. I mean, this this is definitely not why we do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, sure, if you know if someone wanted to pay me to do this for a living, hell yeah, I would do it. You know what I mean? But I want to do it the right way. I don't want to be, you know, dicking around with it. I want to do it the right way and get and make sure that it's done right. Period. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I don't. I don't know what's what's entailed with some of the stuff that's on TV. Is it? It's entertainment. That's for sure. You know what I mean. It's that's what it's there for. It's entertainment. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and most of these homeowners, I mean, they're reaching out to us because a lot of them they're having some serious issues, you know, going on in their house, and they expect us not, you know, for it to be like a game. They want us to be, you know, make sure that we're serious, that we find the best, some type of answers there. Like I told you before. So that they're not feeling like they're crazy and losing it. But, you know, you got to be responsible, mature with it and not make it out like it's a game show. Uh, yeah. And, and that's how I feel about it. And that's in. And that's and also when you're going into these houses, like I said, it's, it's not just like us, the groups, the clients and everything, but it, it's also the house itself. You have to be careful. We've gotten to so many houses and places that have been run down. Uh, oh yeah, you know, and they need a lot of work to them, you know. So there's a safety issue there too. So that's why it's extremely important to have a flashlight with you. Um, I'm bad at that because I finally got myself a flashlight. Another one after 20 some years. <laughs> yeah, that was a long run with that flashlight. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I always told I told the guys, you know, I was I was like the only one who didn't have a flashlight. It's like you know what what the hell I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm not I don't even have a flashlight. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. it's it's a safety thing. You know, you want to make sure that you're not going to step into holes or, you know, stuff fall down on you. It, and it can happen, you know, if you're not careful. Oh, yeah, especially, you know, you're you're venturing in a place by yourself. I, I don't advise going in by yourself unless you're really experienced at doing paranormal investigations because, you know, something happens paranormal-wise and you freak out and you run and you fall and you hurt yourself or something and there's nobody there to help you. That could be a serious situation. Yep. Yep. I it mean, could that be. could be life or death. You know what I mean? It really could. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, I've seen people freak out in investigations. We, we both have people screaming and everything else. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, the, the most important thing about paranormal investigating is your team safety. That's it. You got to be safe. You know what I mean? This, everybody's got to go home exactly yeah and the other thing is too you know you don't want to be especially if you have a client there 
you know, for some reason they might be there with the investigation. The last thing that we want to do is all of us just like start screaming and running out of the place. You know what I mean? What, what kind of, what's that going to look like for us? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of paranormal so, investigator is going to go into a place and they run out of the house screaming and, ah, you know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. Hard. Yeah. You can't like, do uh, that. No, you can't. You got to, you know, you have to you need some kind of professionalism. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of professionalism you know, and restraint, you know? You know, and we, and we, you and I both have had our own personal experiences happen in the houses where, you know, it definitely freaked us out. And, you know, we hold, you know, we, we dealt with it the best we could. You know, we didn't have. I have you know, bailed out of like a house a before. I bailed out of a house a couple of times, twice, I think. Once at that train station. Were you there? Yeah, I think you were there. Were you at the train station when they got up out of there? Not. No, not when you had. Uh, saw the figure that the shadow figure you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, dude, not I, I bolted up out of there, Jack. I almost ran a couple of investigators <laughs> over to get out of there. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I ain't sticking around to find out, man. No, that, I mean, and then it's I, your safety I got too, out of the new, yeah. I mean, I bolted out of the Newcastle house too, man. When I heard that voice in my ear, that was scary, man. I ain't never heard anything like that. That was creepy, that was real creepy, yeah. And, and they oh, weren't yeah, there at this, the time uh, either. This ain't normal. No, no, they weren't. Yeah. There. It was just us. But I didn't like run, run out of the house. I just walked quickly out of the house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I was hoping I didn't get like dragged back up the stairs or something. I, was, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen at that point. I'm like, is something going to drag me back up the stairs? I, I was like, didn't want to turn around. I didn't want to look back. I just was moving very quick. And I'm like, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, that was it. Said every, every every hair on my arm, well, every I had chills all over. I'm like, yeah, that, this ain't good. I don't know what that was, but uh, hey. I need to go get regrouped here. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. You got to handle it in the, the best professional way that you can. And of course, you're going to get freaked out. It's human nature. It's just you know, it's a unknown. We don't know what we're dealing with. No, we don't. Not at all. Can these things hurt you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say no. And and I was I was one of those people that said ghosts couldn't hurt you, but definitely changed my mind over the years that these things I don't I'm, are they ghosts? I don't know what they are. Yeah, and you gotta think if they're physically able to move a you know, like I said before, two to three hundred pound person, move them. Um, yeah, that's uh what's to say they can't hurt you? <laughs> you know what I mean? If they yeah. can do that, they can absolutely hurt you. Oh hell yeah. I, I, you know, just in the same example with Brendan, Brendan's in the chat room. We did his, uh, we investigated his house and his brother was attacked by something in the house. You know what I mean? It was spun around. Something grabbed him and spun him around. Yeah. He was freaked out. I, I would have been freaked out too. I've yeah. never had that happen before. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean? Like I'm looking at the next level of investigating because I, we've, we've seen everything, man, except for like demonic things. We, we, you know, I've, We've seen a lot of stuff over the years and experienced a lot of stuff. And yeah, I, I'm looking for the next level of like the Warren activity, like the, like the Warrens have, you know, with stuff flying around. And God, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. We have, that's what I'm happen. looking forward to seeing. You know what I mean? I want to see that, but you know, that's, that, that's kind of stuff as far and in between, man, like 20 years. We've never seen any, we've never been in a case like that. No, it seems like it's really rare for some reason. Yeah. I mean, only case we've really been in like that was the is the one in uh, New Cumberland when the door fell on a lady and we heard the growling and things started shaking a little bit. You know, the boxes started moving. 
but yeah. they didn't fly yeah, across the room, that. but they were yeah. shaking. There was something shaking yeah. in that corner. Like, those boxes were moving, and we were like looking at each other, like, what, what the hell was going on? And I got scratched in that same, the same instant, you know? So that was, that yeah, was so interesting. There you go. There's, yep. So it physically attacked you, you know, and yeah. it's, you know, it scratched you. So it's possible. I mean, we've, we, we have clients that we know of that have been pushed down steps before. You know, yeah. it's, it can yeah. happen. Yeah, Brendan said and his brother's no still traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Brendan's in the chat room now. He said his brother's still traumatized by everything that happened to him in there. I mean, you're That's always crazy. gonna you're always gonna remember stuff like that. I've I like my own personal experience at Laura's house. You know, I'll remember that to the day I die. You know, it's because I've I was so worried that there was something physically happening to me health wise, you know, that I didn't know what was going on. Uh, when I felt that electric charge through me, but yeah, that was crazy. Thankfully, yeah, I mean, thankfully it didn't go any further than what it did, but it could have. Oh, hell yeah. It could have, that could have been bad. You know, I, but you don't know, you know no. I mean? That's the thing you, you don't know. And that's the scary part about paranormal investigating. A lot of people get into it because they, they watch the shows and they, they think that they, Oh man, this is really cool. This is really cool. It is really cool when you have something paranormal happen, but that doesn't mean it's always going to go well. You know what I mean? Right. That doesn't mean everything's always going to be peachy when you go into an investigation. Is you hear a couple of disembodied voices, and and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Or you might hear some EVPs that you know when you go back checking your stuff. But man, it's sometimes it ain't like that, man. You know, bad things do happen. Yep, and and, and they have good people. Yep, and most cases that you and I have been involved with. Uh, you know, a lot of them, you know, like I said, it's it's really quiet. You barely get anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean I, even in the Newcastle case, you know, the episode we were on Ghost Nation with, with the little girl passing away, with Lydia passing away and stuff like that. You know, the first case we did, the first investigation we did, dude, we thought we caught nothing. We had no idea. Yeah. Dude, it was quiet all night. And. You know, they said they were experiencing all these high levels of paranormal activity, and we're like, man, we didn't get anything. Like, didn't have a personal experience, didn't hear anything, didn't see anything. Uh, it was like a dud. I said, we were driving home, and I'm like, looked at Carl, I'm like, uh, Matt Carl's one of the other founders of uh, the Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society with me and Don. Uh, we brought him in as a founder because he's been with us kind of the longest. So but he's a good guy, and uh, he's the skeptic in the group. But uh, that house made him a uh, believer. I'll tell you that real quick. Yes, it did. Um, but we we drove back and we were talking, driving back, and I'm like, man, that, that sucked. We drove like five hours for that investigation. We didn't get anything. We had to get not one personal experience. You know, I'm like, that sucked. And uh, we were just like, yeah. <laughs> we're driving, we're driving back, and he goes, yeah, that was pretty terrible. We buzzkill. He calls himself buzzkill, and uh, <laughs> so. Dude, I'm not kidding, man. We start going back. We're doing the uh, review, and he called me and said he caught that I'll kill his kids. And then I caught the, you know, I want my baby thing with the woman, and there was no women there. And you know, we caught all the stuff, and yeah, you know, and then you know, a couple months later, the daughter passes away. You know, you're just like it's an unbelievable moment, a, a moment that you you really don't think is ever going to happen to you, and it happened. Who would ever thought that? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, we never thought we'd get, ever get involved with something like that. 
Not yeah, I know. Oh, uh, Brendan put a link in the uh, in the chat room, but he took the pictures of his brother when his brother had the uh, scratches on his shoulder when he got spun around in the house. Something turned him around. Get to check that out. Pretty cool. He he was pretty upset about that. But yeah, I mean yeah, the whole thing, out. the whole thing with uh, you know getting into paranormal investigating. This is you know paranormal one hundred and one is. The right people. You need the right people to build your team. Now, me and Don met through a meetup, and uh, we just kicked it off. It was a good. It was a good kickoff with me and him, and we we were part of another paranormal team that didn't go as well. We didn't. We just didn't get along with them. You know what I mean? Like it just it wasn't meant to be. It's just they were a different kind of people than us. You know what I mean? They were, and they did things differently than what we like to have you know to do. So. You, we could tell that in the beginning. I mean, I, when I when I first met them, it was you know they had a certain ways that they he they like to do things, and I didn't. You know, you yeah. and I had our thing, and we you know we clicked that way. We were able to. We were very similar in a lot of ways with this. So yeah, I was like looking at you like yeah, these these people are kind of crazy. I'm not really down with this, man. You know no. I, mean? <laughs> like, I ain't down with this. This is retarded. The way we're doing things is not right. I mean, yeah. like, this is it's taking too much time, and time is of the essence, man. Like, you don't have that much time in these places, and to waste three or four hours setting up, you got to reduce that time by a whole lot, you know? Oh, you do? A whole lot. I mean, there was one case where we had uh, only had four hours to investigate, and they spent three, almost three and a half hours setting up. They had a half hour to investigate. I'm like, no. I went, I went and did my thing, you know what I mean? I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I went and did my thing, my own thing. I was like, no, 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 not doing that. In fact, I but, think I remember that night. I think I went with you, didn't I? It was at the Jenny Wade in Gettysburg. I thought I broke. I think you and I broke away from them, didn't we? That that night. Uh, I know I did. I went over to the orphanage over there and and did some investigating. I know that. It's either that I, or I was, I was shaking my head <laughs> the whole it night. Was, it was terrible. I was like, oh my god, these these guys are dumb as all hell. No, that's when we I think that's when we decided, hey man, we need to break off and do our own thing. Yeah. Because we were like, yeah, this is uh this isn't working, man. Like that was a really dumb move. Yeah. Three and a half hours of setting up. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> that's that's not why we're here. Yeah, and, that, and that's why it's important to have a good crew. You gotta be able to get along with the guys that are girls uh that you're you know investigating with. You know, yeah. if, if you if you have constant conflict you're going to constantly be fighting about stuff all the time or you don't disagree with how oh, yeah. things are set up or whatever. It's just, you can't have that drama. Oh, yeah. Then you got people that people in your group that, you know, they got some personal issues and they want to post silly stuff on Facebook and social media and, you know, being drunk or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you can't do that kind of stuff. And then when somebody gets rid of you, you got you're catching some feelings behind it. Dude, that's just that's the way it goes, man. It's sort of like a job, dude. You don't do right in your job, you get fired for it. Absolutely. You know, yep. so that's yep. no hard feelings. It's you move on with it. You know, yep. don't catch the feelings behind somebody getting rid of you because if you were doing the right thing, they wouldn't have got rid of you to begin with. So Yeah. You know, that's just how it is. But but that's the that's the thing you're gonna go through when when you're trying to build a team. It's just how it is. You're going to have a lot of people hating on you and because you got rid of them or, hey, whatever, move on with yep. your bad self. If I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get things together and you ain't with the program, then, you know, we got to we got to move on with it. You know, that's just how it is. 
and you know what, this conversation kind of reminded me back before I even met you, John, of a couple of guys that I just kind of met at Gettysburg. And when I started, you know, getting into this, then they'd even said that themselves that, you know, the hardest thing is probably to get a good group of guys together. He said, you're going to go through a lot of people that, you know, you're not going to, you know, click with. And yeah. he was right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you got to have that. There's people that you can really trust and, and depend on it when you're doing these investigations. And then, you know, in the same token, you need equipment. <laughs> like equipment isn't cheap. Yeah. You don't need no, a whole lot of equipment, no, but you need, you need equipment. Like you need camera systems and you need the, the basic thing you're going to need is like uh, some cameras, maybe some handhelds, or if you can get some afford some wireless cameras, get some wireless cameras and digital voice recorders to, to capture EVPs. That's the most important things of investigating is gathering evidence to, to, to validate these claims of paranormal phenomena. You have to validate the claims of paranormal phenomena. Yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously the recorders to me are the most important uh, because you get more from them than you do video. But uh, also, as far as like we start when we started out, you know, we didn't have all the cameras in the beginning. You know, we had handhelds. You know, and if it's if you're just starting out, you just want to do a simple investigation somewhere. You know, you, you use a handheld camera, you use recorders, things of that nature. Yeah, I mean, I bought that. Uh, I think I bought that first DVR off of like eBay or something like that. <laughs> we didn't have any. We had like four cameras and yeah, I mean, some di- not... uh, two digital voice recorders, and we were going to town, man. Yeah, but, I mean, there's nothing know, wrong with that. You got you no. got to start somewhere, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to jump into buying thermal imager like right away. And it's not to say that you need a thermal imager. You really don't. No, you, you don't. don't need all those high tech gadgets. Really, I mean, they're nice to have, just to try to document maybe some kind of paranormal evidence is you know some kind of paranormal phenomena is is triggering these objects to go off but ultimately uh is there any real proof that these things are, are catching ghosts you know what i mean no. or is a k2 catching paranormal phenomena maybe maybe it's no no there's no 100 percent validation that that's that's picking up on a on a ghost or, or paranormal phenomena yeah, because I mean, it's picking I, up on EMF detections. I mean, you know, EMF EMF waves, which are produced, uh, you know, through the, through the earth, you know, through all the stuff that we have in our houses and our cell phones, and you know, have we had some weird stuff happen with K two? Absolutely, um, but that's I, I can't say that it, it was a ghost. Yeah. I mean, you know in begin- I mean, in the beginning, we relied. We yeah, in the beginning, we used them a lot. And we still do at times, um, but you know we can't rely on that. And, you know, in the beginning, we also used to get really excited because we always thought it was something paranormal going on, and we don't know if it was or not. You know, it could have been just some type of high EMF somewhere. You know, and you got to be careful with that because a lot of times it'll pick up, you know, your cell phones or you know anything related to that that might be in the house. Yeah, I mean, and some of this equipment. I mean, when you're doing investigations, you really got to know how to gather the evidence, too, because a lot of people put uh, a lot of false claims of paranormal phenomena, and it's really not paranormal whatsoever. You know, it's all, oh, man, it was, I've seen people put their finger in front of the IR light and say that that was a shadow person because it blocked out the IR light. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's not a shadow person. You just put your finger in front of the IR light and it blocked out the IR light. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even like the IR with the cameras that we have, you know, like, right, like right now I'm watching video as we speak and I can see bugs flying around the room, you know, so you gotta be careful with that or dust for that matter. You know, dust likes to have that like sparkly reflection to it because like, the IR is bouncing off of it and people think that's paranormal and it's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unless that, unless you can physically see this, the orb producing the its, are you all right? You there? Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Are you there? There we go. Yeah. Sorry, I had like a, started doing some double kind of thing. It was kind of weird. Oh, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with orbs and stuff, if you have like an orb that produces its own light, like it, it emits its own light and you can physically see that, then yeah, it could be something paranormal. But you can't sit there and take a dust and all kinds of debris that might be flying around these old hundred year old houses that, you know, are dusty as hell and think it's paranormal. It's just, you can't do that. No, no, man. It's, that's just, some of the stuff they do, even like, you know, we've used the ghost box over the years and uh, we've had some pretty amazing stuff come through. I'm not going to lie. Um, was it paranormal? I think it was, but I, I don't know, man. Like some of these apps and stuff that people use, I'm just not down with the app thing. You know what I mean? Like I it, it, we're talking with the guy from the tech, the uh, ghost gear tech with Rob from ghostgeartech.com. Um yeah i just can't you know what i mean i just can't you know he's basically saying that those apps are junk you know yeah he was yeah because i listened both times you had him on the show and he basically said that and i agree with them they are i i mean the ghost box i will say something about the ghost box we have had got had a few times where we've gotten a few things over it that make me wonder you know, but other times it's just so much radio contamination going on that it's just like, like me, you and I both said, it's just annoying as shit. Yeah, it is, man. It's just like, yeah, it sucks. You know, yeah, I mean? it does. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to kind of decipher from that. You got to be careful of that too, because if you're just thinking right away that the first thing that pops out on that radio or that, uh, ghost box is something paranormal. I got news for you. You better make sure before you, you know, sit there and present that to a client. And number one, we don't even present that kind of stuff to a client because we're not hundred percent sure. Um, you know, most of the stuff that we, when we go back to a client is either we have something amazing on video or a, most of the time is going to be on audio, which is either EVPs that we caught or disembodied voices that hopefully we heard that night. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know, man. Like he like he said, you know, all these apps and stuff, uh, like Ghost Tube and all that stuff. Uh, he was basically saying that that stuff is garbage, man. He said it's voice recognizable. You know what I mean? Right, and it's going to give you like false positives. It's going to give you like words just popping out of nowhere. It might even know where you're at for that matter. Yeah, and be and be listening to you the whole time. Who knows? Well, it is listening to you. Yeah, because it's here. It's listening to the words that you're speaking. So, what do you think it's going to say? Like, if you're at a cemetery, and all of a sudden, you know, you ask a question there, and I don't know, you get like, "Oh, come to this plot or something." I don't know, or 
you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just strange. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, it's just, just got to make care- sense. No, you just got to be careful of that kind of stuff when you're out there. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but that was texting Todd in the chat room. Oh. Um, Yeah, you know, it's just, people really have to be careful. I mean, you got this SLS system, you know, it's cool if it's stationary. You have to, you know, that's what I, I like to tell people too, is it's it's meant to be stationary. It's not meant to move around. Now, even the guy from, from Ghost Gear, Rob from Ghost Gear, he said the same thing. He said, it's not meant to be moved around it is meant to be stationary to pick up objects you know what i mean it's meant to be that way right uh so he said yeah ben frank yeah you got yeah i seen that that um uh, that uh ben franklin over the ghost box um brendan yeah but you guys are also saying ben franklin too and it says it too so what was it picking up voice recognition it's possible. I mean, basically, that's what Rob was saying, that that, that thing, those apps are picking up voice recognition, like right. sort of like Siri, and all phones have it, because you have, you know, you have Google, you can talk into it, Google, uh, uh, you know, how many are there ghosts, you know, and it responds back, no, there's no such thing as ghosts, you know, stuff like that, so, you yeah, know, uh, it's the I, same, I, same I don't thing. mean so. Yeah, and I don't mean to sound like a, a smartass with this, but do you really think that you're talking to Ben Franklin, you know, or past president or anybody of that nature, you know, with this stuff? Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't. I really don't know. On. Yeah, I don't know. I it's it's. I've had some weird stuff. We've had some weird stuff happen on a ghost box. I'm not gonna lie. Like you, you heard it. You were there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we heard names come through the ghost box that were coincided with the with the house with the person that died in the house it happened in duncan it happened in uh, new bloomfield and uh, right. and I those are the ones that, that i was thinking yep and those are the ones i was thinking about because to me those would be more legit because you know the names of the persons that have passed away in those homes and if you're getting responses that are like that i mean what's what's the chances of that I mean, especially when they're clear as day when they're saying it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I asked it, actually. I, you know, I was like, and this wasn't an app. This was through the old Hack Shack. I don't remember the old Hack Shack uh, that I had? I yeah. still have it, actually. Yeah. You know, that's the old one. It's just like. I was like, Bill, if you're here, can you say your name? And it says Bill. And I'm like, that, you know, it's not listening. That's, an, that's not an app that's listening. It's It's radio waves. And uh, I, it did it in New Bloomfield. I was like, Carla, if you're here, can you say your name to this device? And it says, Carla, Carla, yep. I mean, plain as day. Yep. Yeah, and it was saying, help me. And, you know, this, these are things that were associated with the house. Like, it had help written in the bathroom in, in blood. Remember when the, when the cabinet, they found that help written in blood. Looked like blood. That. And, you know, we're getting all these help me's and stuff like that in the house. So. You know, are these apps, you know, the ghost box, does it work? Maybe. I can't, you know, it happened, you know, these names were coinciding with the house, but was it paranormal? I can't prove it. No, we can't. I can say, hey, this name does coincide with the house. Is is something paranormal? Maybe. 
Is it? Maybe. You know what I mean? You really got to be careful to what you present to a client. Yeah. You can't you can't say, well, yeah, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it ain't. It has to be proof a hundred percent. This is what you call it. In my book, you know what I mean? Other people might think differently. But you know, if I'm gonna give it to a client, you know, I'm gonna give them what I call it. I'm not it's not gonna be through an app. This is gonna be through whether I heard it or it's a, a disembodied voice, like a, a a lower end disembodied voice that we captured on a static recorder. Right. And I'm going to cross check that with other recorders to make sure there's not nobody in the investigation. And you have to do that. Yeah. That's important. a big thing is to cross check your recorders with times you get an EVP, you, you, you mark that time down or what you got. And then you go into your other recorders at that same time and see if that EVP wasn't someone in the investigation you have to make sure of that because you if you don't then you're just defeating the purpose of of being doing an investigation because that could have been an investigator that said that and you didn't know he said it but he said it yep i've yeah. called it several times cross-checking recording like, damn that sound like a really cool get get out you know and i'm like that's a get out and then i cross another cross-check two other recorders and it was one of our investigators talking and saying something about uh he'd like to hear it get out or something you know or something like that you know what i mean but i only caught the get out part so i mean you really really have to be careful i mean you're dealing with like i said the public yeah you know what i mean and if you give them false evidence and you know it really makes you look like an ass it does it really really it does. does it does you know and you think they're going to refer, refer refer you to someone else if if you look like an asshole when you're there yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta present the evidence. The I mean, uh, stuff that you can really prove. You know, uh, an, an app or a ghost box thing. I can't really prove it. They're cool. I mean, sometimes you get some really cool stuff there. I'm not gonna lie. I've had some really weird voices come through a ghost box, especially in New Cumberland. When we heard that creepy ass voice that help or something. Remember that? Yeah, dude. I can't. I can't explain that. That was no. freaky. It freaked me out, man. I had to turn the lights on. I was like, this is creeping me out. Dude. Like, I got weird. When we heard that, I got a really weird vibe. You know, yeah. like, this was, it sent a really weird vibe to me. I was like, man, turn the light on, dude. Like, that That was freaky. That yeah, was I actually, I, and I, and I, actually, I actually forgot about that until I sent it over to you, right? And I'm like, wow. You know, because it's been so long since I listened to some of this stuff. And I go, almost totally forgot about it. It's just amazing. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. And everybody's like, whoa. I'm like, dude, that was, that was wicked, man. <laughs> I don't know what was <laughs> in that house, but it didn't like her. It did no, not like obviously her. Obviously, it didn't know. It, it was, you know, <laughs> just the whole door being knocked over on her. I mean, it's not funny, but it was funny in the part that she spilled coffee on us and, you know, we, the doors got her pinned to the floor and we're trying to pick the door up and we couldn't even get the door off of her. I'm like, well, then it just it was one of those piece of crap doors, man. Like it was nothing to it. I could have picked it up with one hand. Why we couldn't get it off of her originally. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. It's definitely it was like someone was sitting on that it. one. It was like someone was sitting on that it. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, damn, I they couldn't did. get the door off of her. And then all of a sudden I'm like, damn, God, this door is light. I felt like it was like 300 pounds trying to pick it up off of her. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is weird, man. And that door, 
when it came off the wall, folks, it was leaning really like against the wall. There's no way it could have just fell over. It was literally pushed off the wall. Yeah, it would have had to been pushed off to even fall on her to begin with, the way it was leaning up against the wall. Like it, and you notice like we so. had there was like a little utility closet there that uh she was experiencing a lot of the uh, phenomena and she would hear things and see things come out of that closet. She was standing right in front of that closet when it happened too. And she was talking about that little utility closet. And that's when that door hit her. I was like, yeah, I just (laughs) seen the door coming over. I'm like, it was like slow motion in my mind. I'm like, Hey, that looks like a door coming over. I'm like, that is boom. I'm like, what what the hell is going on? But, uh, you know, this thing with, you know, paranormal investigating, everybody thinks it's, you know, cool when they see it on TV. But in real life, it's a lot of responsibility behind it. It is. It is because you're, like I said, you're in this this client's home and you don't want to act like an idiot while you're in there. You got to act professional. You got to be careful you're not destroying stuff that's in their house. You could knock over, you know, a $100,000 vase of some type and then you're really screwed. So it's stuff like that you got to be careful of as well. Yeah, I mean, even with provoking, people like to provoke a lot. And uh, provoking can be good to an extent. But, I I mean, to challenge it, it could be disastrous. You could could gain a lot of evidence behind it, but you could also, it could also be disastrous if something takes a personal uh, vendetta against the family, which that's the last thing you want. That is the last thing you want. And you and I did that in our early days. We provoked a lot. Now we did get responses, but at the time we didn't really think about the consequences. You know, what could happen yeah, well, when we leave? Yeah. I mean, when we did that in uh, one location, that house was empty. The one in, in Maryland, that was a, that house was empty. So yeah, we, we provoked right. it, but this thing responded. That it didn't like to be provoked. That's that was for damn sure. It was uh, that was a creepy house. That's my top. Yes, it was top three, top three creepy houses we've ever been. Top, <laughs> top three on the creep creepy list. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! That place was creepy, man. Totally creepy. You know, and I'm not doubting any. I'm not doubting anybody's way of investigating. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. You know, but there's a lot of responsibility behind this, man. You got to give people the right kind of evidence, man. If you if you didn't see it, you know, and you didn't hear it. You capture some EVPs, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like you're you're getting some kind of evidence that there is something there. You know, we call we captured a voice saying this or that. You cross-checked your recorders, you made sure it was none of your investigators, you made it was made sure it was no outside contamination. That's the biggest thing is controlling your environment when you're investigating. You have to be able to control your environment. If there's a ton of people outside, it's never gonna work. Nope. It's not going to work. You're going to have all kinds of cross-contamination. You're not going to know if you're getting EVPs or it's the people outside or the dog barking down the street or, you know, person cutting the grass or, you know, that's basically why you do it at night. It's not that you're not, you, you, you won't have paranormal activity during the day because you will and you do. It's just at night, a lot of people are sleeping. Uh, it's a downtime. People are, are, you know, in bed. It gets quiet, and you're able to control the environment around you. So that yeah. that's basically why we investigate at night. Yeah, and, and something to remember too that 
these people have to live with this stuff at, at their homes. We don't like once we yeah. leave, that's it. You know? Yeah. So, and that's, and that's the risk I mean, that we take though, when we're in there. Yeah. I mean, even though we do like to investigate more than one time, I mean, just cause you go into a house one time, doesn't mean you're going to, you're going to get paranormal evidence either. I mean, you have to keep going back and back and back. It's like a mystery, you know, uh, like a murder mystery. You got to keep going back and figuring out what this is. What is this? All right. We're, we didn't get anything yeah. this time. Let's go back this time and see what we, let's try something different this time that we did. Last, we didn't do the last time. Maybe, uh, right. you know, you never know what's going to happen. You could go in there and not catch anything. And then you could go in there and catch a ton of stuff this time. But what made you catch a ton of stuff this time and nothing the last time? Right. We have yeah. to put together the pieces to figure out why was it more active on this day and not that day? And we did that at uh, the Duncannon case with moon phases and stuff. I, I recorded all that stuff and people was, oh, moon phases, full moon. Yeah, you're going to get paranoid. That's bull crap, man. That's bull crap because I... I checked those moon phases when we did every investigation and some investigations, the moon phase was, was full. We had a full, a full, uh, a full moon and the paranormal activity was different at each full moon. The one time we went, we didn't hardly get anything. The next time we went, it was a lot. So, you know, I checked that for like the whole time we investigated at, at Duncannon and moon phases. I'm rolling them out, dude, because I charted it. I made sure that you yeah. know that it's 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 not it's not true. It's not true. Uh, you know, thunderstorms and stuff like that. Now that might be a possibility of heightened paranormal activity with thunderstorms because it's you know they're you know thunderstorms are ionizing the air, which creating static, and we know that these things do use static electricity electric magnetic fields uh geomagnetic fields and stuff like that so we know that they are using some sort of electric fields to manifest and do things we do know that that's oh yeah for a fact 100 yeah it's it's 100 that they are uh we know that they're using sound waves that's why we use digital voice recorders and uh and things like that and you can even do EVP sessions, not even being in the house. You can take recorders and pre-record all your sessions and just stick the recorder in an empty house with another recorder playing your questions and you'll get responses just like that too. Cause I've done it. I did it at mm -hmm. Landon house more than once. Remember I, I, yeah. I made a whole, a whole uh, hours worth of questions, set that uh, recorder in there playing. And then I had another recorder recording. And I call it voices. I call it EVPs. On the, yeah, uh, I mean, it's recorder. no different. You're, I mean, you're still sending that that voiceover. You know, you're still sending those sound waves either way, whether you're there yeah. or not. If you think about it. Um, but I did want to bring something else to you before I forget about it. If you remember way back in the beginning when you and I first started out, uh, there was a house that we were at, and we spent the entire night there asking questions, and we didn't get anything right nothing and then we turn around and ask the homeowner and say go ahead how about you say something you remember the first question she asked we got a response of a you know out loud disembodied voice um so that gets to show you if they want to talk to you they will if they don't guess what you're not going to get anything they don't have to talk to you 
you know, that's why no. it's important when you go into these. That's why when you go into these houses, you need to be respectful. Uh, you know, consider how how they feel about what's going on with the situation, and and, and just kind of work from there. You know, it's, you just can't go in and be an an ass about it and just start cussing them, swearing, swearing at them, and expect to get results because it doesn't always work that way. So yeah, I mean, you can ask the same question a hundred times and not get a response, and then on that hundred and first question, get a response. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, what's your name? You could ask that all night long and not get nothing. Then, you know, at the end of the night, you get to your a response. And Todd said he sets up a recorder uh, in the house when no one's there and, and gets a ton of stuff. Yeah, that's to set up static recorders. We've done We do that in every investigation. So, you know, yeah. I, I set out like five, six recorders and they're, they're all static. And I have one that I go around and do, uh, I plug in with to listen for uh, live EVPs as we're, as we're going along. So, and that's yeah, how, another thing how much I stuff? like to do. I like to do live EVPs, uh, you know, plug in. I like to plug in because that kind of helps you in the investigation to figure out where's it, where's the hot spot at? You can be walking along and you hear a voice in a room, like, get out. You like, dude, I just heard a voice. So you hear that you might want to stop there and investigate that for make a half an hour, an hour or so, and see what other voices you can, get out of that location because it said it said to get out of there for a reason you know what i mean like it said get out i heard get out so let's stop here and let's investigate for an hour and see what we get you know that's yeah that's i mean how much stuff have we gotten in. yeah how much stuff have we gotten off the static recorders quite a few stuff a in there yeah i've got a ton of stuff off static recorders especially when we did landing house Dude, I used to catch mad voices on static recording, and we did a Duncan as well. Yeah, because we may be upstairs somewhere, and you have a re static recorder downstairs, and all of a sudden you're getting a response from that recorder that was on the first floor. They might not always answer that because you got to think about something. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if the if the spirit or ghost or whatever is going to be right there where you're at at that time or they might be afraid to be anywhere near you so they might be down on another floor yeah exactly i don't know who you are i've had that you know you know ask a question on one floor and get a response on another uh that uh case we did in um that was that uh uh the the, the cook family um paul cook um what the hell was that where was that near marietta Columbia, at Columbia House. Yeah, remember I was down. It was the first case, the first investigation we did, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, you know, we probably won't get anything. You know, this thing's probably be scared, be afraid of us, and not come out and say anything." Well, lo and behold, on the set we had a, a record. I had a recorder in the son's room, and we captured a voice, disembodied voice, saying, "I'll show you, you son of a bitch." That's exactly what yeah, it said. Yeah, remember too. that. Yes, and yes, then and then and that night the front door opened up on us. Remember that that night. I remember that because yeah, it, it was me and a couple other members were in the back room and we heard you could hear the latch open up and I thought maybe it was you coming back into the door and I yelled out like John, no answer. John, are you there? And nothing. And I'm like, I even walked out there and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> oh, it opens. I got so, it on recording. I did get it on a recording. I have that. Yeah, I, I remember had, listening to it. I had that door opening up, and you were like, "Here you going, John?" 
Jack, because you hear the door go, and the door just opens up, goes, opens it back quarter of the way. And uh, you hear you go, John, John, is that you? John, and I hear you get up and walk out. And then I think I come, I come in there like 20 minutes later because we went through the uh, store to get some yeah. drinks, I think. Yeah. And uh, I know for a fact I shut that front. I was the last one out. I shut that door. And you know what the funny thing is? I locked it. It unlocked itself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about you know, that part. You know, it was wild that night before you got there. Uh, who was in the house with me? I think it, I can't remember who it was, but we heard the front door. The, the storm, remember, had a glass storm door. We heard somebody at the door banging on the on the storm door. And I was like, just come on. I thought it was you. I was like, come on in, Don, come on in. And it, we didn't get any response. And I went and opened the front door and there was nobody there. There was no one there. I was hmm. like, that was wow. weird. Cause we both looked at each other and I'm like, you heard that door. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah. He said, there was someone at the door. I was like, yeah, it was banging on the door. Like, like it almost like the storm door was locked and they were trying to get in. They were trying to open the storm yeah, door. Makes and sense. Yeah. Get it open. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Why the hell are you just coming in? And I opened the door and there was nobody there. I'm like, that was That's pretty weird, cool. man. Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's, it's funny that you know, I get a lot of, you know, I, I track, you know, the, the, uh, the movement on, on this website and on the, uh, pod being with listeners and stuff and people that download and, We've been getting a lot of listeners all over the world, actually, and uh, it's pretty cool. We're getting them in, like, Spain and Canada and uh, Australia. Um, wow. Yeah, man, like, getting people from all over the world listening in, which I appreciate it very much. I'm glad they're listening in, and uh, I, I appreciate it. Keep tuning in and sharing the show and liking it and loving it and, you know, get more people to follow the show. The more the more people get to follow it, and we're going to have some really cool guests on here. I, I did talk to... Um, archbishop tonight and uh, he's going to come on the show and uh, i just got to get him a date right maybe get him next week on here um okay. i'm interviewing somebody thursday uh melody um the last thing i think i got her last name that quick wow it's the barry conrad's uh uh interest uh, love interest i believe but uh, she's going to come on the show and uh i believe she lives with barry uh, Conrad and uh, John, uh, oh, Melody, that's right, Melody Brookman. I couldn't remember her last name. So she, Melody Brookman's going to come on. Uh, Brookman is going to come on the show. She's uh, she's had a lot of paranormal stuff happen to her over the years, uh, even alien abduction uh, allegedly. So that's that's interesting. I, I haven't talked to anyone that's ever been kind of like an alien abduction kind of thing. So that's uh, I'm interested in that very highly. And I'm supposed to yeah, speak like with to her. Uh, I'm supposed to speak with her Thursday about uh, coming on the show. So, actually, going to do the show. We're going to do a little uh, a pre-recording of that Thursday, I believe. So, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, um, yeah it will be. It'd be interesting. Yeah. So, like I said, it, and we are getting traction all over the world, which is very, very cool. I appreciate all the listeners from like the UK, Australia, Canada. Uh, even in our own state, the United States, we got Spain, um, India. I've been a lot of people from India uh, tuning into the show, which was awesome. Uh, I appreciate wow, it, cool. and um, yeah. I, I'm glad they like the content and they're listening. They they're, they're kind of loyal listeners. They're uh, 
they're tuning in every uh every podcast which is they're downloading and liking it so it's i like that i really i'm really liking that people are enjoying the content and uh we'll just keep trying to bring it to you we we give it to you straight i'm not going to give it to you a a lie or or anything like that the things that we are, are talking about we experienced them we've we've done it over all the years and we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff heard all kinds of crazy stuff and uh now that we got new members you know we're trying to break them in and hopefully they they've experienced a good bit of stuff already themselves so it's just more yes, and more do. to come you know it's just more and more to come <clears throat> which is cool with uh you know rebuilding the team and that's basically what we did we rebuilt the team with, with uh, the new members that we have we got Todd, you know, Tom, Nick, uh, Steve, you know, so we we definitely rebuilt the team, uh, I think, better. All those guys are really good investigators, too, so they like to investigate. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, those guys, man, when yeah. I first met them, I was like, wow, these guys, man, they, they've going hard all night. I'm like, my old ass is getting tired. They're wearing you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Right yeah. for sleepy night night, you know what I mean? And, and yes, folks, you do get tired in investigations, especially if it's quiet. Oh my god, man! Oh my god. If it's really quiet, you like sit down on the floor on some nice, comfortable carpet. You gonna fall asleep? <laughs> I can tell yeah, you that. <laughs> yeah, that's something we it's didn't really talk happen. a lot about, did we? <laughs> no, nah, we didn't talk about that. But there are times, people, you are gonna fall asleep in investigations. It happens. Happened to me quite a few times, actually. Thanks, Don. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> they leave me in a haunted house all leave. by myself, sleeping. I'm like, thanks. I wake up, I'm like, holy shit, where's everybody at? <laughs> I was so tired. Obviously, I, I did. Like, obviously, the uh, lesson didn't work, did it? <laughs> no. And no, that we, house was pretty no, haunted, we had, too, man. We had, we, I had eyes on you. Don't worry. You were fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I woke I was up on my I'm in a haunted house and they leave me in here all by myself. I could have got possessed or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little freaked out when I woke up there because it's dark as hell. I wake up, I'm like, uh, where the hell did everybody go? Like <laughs> it's like a paranormal activity <laughs> event. I'm like, might have like a paranormal activity movie or something. Like, where the hell did everybody go? Yeah. Weird. What happened to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we were all we out. were all laughing. Oh man, I know I was snoring. That. I was so tired. I was like, I'm I'm freaking tired, man. I, I worked uh that day and I got up at like two in the morning to go to work and I'm like oh, three in the morning. I was tired. I was really tired. I was like, Phew, I don't live that far away because I don't know if I'd be able to drive home. <laughs> yeah, and that and, and since you brought that up, that's something else to to talk about with people out there. It's like don't push yourself too too much when you're like staying up real late and if you've got a long ways to drive don't push it you know yeah you can stay somewhere real easy. stay overnight yeah, yeah. It's, it's not if worth you losing get, your your life over yeah if you get even just taking a nap in your car or whatever to get a little power nap in or get a hotel room i've gotten a hotel room a couple of times because it's just it ain't worth it I, I've, I've fallen asleep behind the wheel before i almost killed myself and uh it's not uh it's not a fun thing. That's definitely some paranormal yeah. 101 for you right there. Definitely get your rest in the, the day before. Get plenty of sleep in. Take some naps, stuff like that, because you're going to yeah. need it. I know I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hell, yeah, I do, too. I'm like, like grumpy old men, you know. I got to take me a nap. 
Don't bother me. I, me too. Well, don't bother me. Sleep, sleep, sleepy night, night. <laughs> oh hell yeah! You're like, yeah, I'm going to sleep, man. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, but once yeah. I tell you what, you can be really, really tired and have some paranormal activity happen, and you ain't tired anymore. That's right. You're up. I, Your ass is yeah. up. You're like, whoa, I'm up. I'm wide awake now, dude. I just heard disembodied voice. You know, your heart's pumping. You know, it's, it's it, it'll wake your ass up, especially if you have something happening. Yeah, but as soon as you, you hear that, whole, man, you're psyched. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, is you know, if you're gonna get into this, is do the right thing. I mean, don't don't try to falsify anything or or you know, make sure what you're giving a client is a hundred percent. Because one, they're already scared. Okay, that's why they're reaching out to you. They're already afraid of what's going on in the phenomena that they're experiencing in the home. Uh, and you know, I see a lot of stuff on the internet that is totally insane. People, you know, using SLS, saying you know they mapped out ten figures. There's ten ghosts in the house, and they're telling these people that there's ten ghosts in somebody's house. You know what I mean? And Really, it's a bunch of false positives, and then moving the SLS around, picking up a banister, a coat rack, a chair. These things are going to map out a figure because that's what it's supposed to do. You know what I mean? It's right. for mapping out and and, and making a, you know producing a figure. You're moving it around. It's not meant to be moved around at all. It is meant to be stationary. So you're, you're picking up ten to fifteen false positives. Now you just said you you told a client you had 15 ghosts in the house now how do you think that's going to make them feel they're going to freak out yeah they're going to they are going to freak out they're going to be scared shitless yeah they're not going to want to go to bed at night you know you're going to freak them out you're there to reassure them that everything is going to be okay you know i mean yes you're experiencing phenomena did you have any bad happening when we're here no did we have any bad happening no uh can things bad things happen of course they can you know what I mean? That's that's out of our, our control completely. And that's one right. thing that you have to inform a client is, especially if they want to do like a blessing or have an exorcism or whatever. You know what I mean? There are risks behind having this kind of stuff happen. Like you could have come in somebody do a deliverance or a blessing in the house. And next thing you know, this place just takes off with, with paranormal activity. You know what I mean? It could get worse. So it's like a 50-50 chance. Is it going to work or isn't it going to work? You know what I mean? You, It's right. it's a chance you have to take. It's going to work or it's not going to work. In a lot of our cases, it didn't work. And most of them, all of them, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it was. All of them. Because <sighs> they came back. Or it never yeah, left. It came back. You know? I mean, the, the longest one that was, was gone for a while was the one in Columbia. And... Uh, that was only gone for about a year and then they came back twice as bad and then they moved they yeah. wound up selling that yeah. house and they moved to um south carolina i talked to him uh a couple months back they moved to south carolina had a house built in south carolina and he actually wanted us to come oh, down yeah, yeah. he oh, wanted really? us to come down yeah <laughs> and they 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 bought it in the historic part of south carolina like where they had a lot of like uh, uh slave uh like old plantations and stuff stuff like that okay so maybe they might build their house on something that was maybe an old plantation or something one time could be haunted who knows you never know yeah he offered us to come down there 
yeah he's a real paul's a really cool guy uh his whole family is was super nice and uh I, you, you couldn't ask for any better and they were really really religious and like i said they did a communion in the house and and things really settled down for a good bit i mean it settled down for like a year it was really quiet amongst, amongst all the stuff that they had happening there it had really quieted down for about a year but then all of a sudden bam it was back with a vengeance and they just said that's enough they had enough and yeah. uh, they moved thank god it didn't follow them like nothing followed them you know to the place they live in now uh because i asked well, them i good. said are you experiencing anything down there and they're like no nah, we're, we're not experiencing anything i'm like well that's good that's good that means it didn't it follow you but yeah. you know i i don't know about the people that uh bought the house currently if uh they're experiencing paranormal phenomena or not but uh it could be they could be you know what i mean it was kind of weird yeah, the phenomena of... that happened in there because it was kind of like came and went came and went came and went it was really weird yeah a lot of the cases that we've done over the years it, it makes me wonder that you know the people that are living there now are they having stuff going on we don't know i don't know they've never uh responded back you know what i mean like they've never i'm sure paul and them told them that the place they had activity in it you know what i mean i mean some of the stuff they had happened was insane i mean wearing his shirts oh, yeah. it wore a shirt remember he said it that's, his son woke up he had a shirt that disappeared for like six months and he didn't know where yeah. the shirt was and then all of a sudden you know he sees his son sees a figure standing in the, in the uh bedroom wearing his shirt it was wearing the father's shirt and the kid jumped up <laughs> and and chased it through the house and it went to a back part of the basement if you remember the basement to where there was no way out and the shirt was laying on the floor the thing was wearing the guy's shirt and wow. he said the shirt was all dirty like it had been in the dirt that's freaky man that is freaky i remember that now yeah and they remember they he said you remember, the, remember yeah. yeah remember he said that, that this thing was yeah, remember, and we were hearing it in the investigation. Remember, we were catching it on the recorders. That thing yeah, smacking on the were. desk. He said, he said, yeah, yeah. he said it was a metal ruler. Remember, he said it disappeared. It hadn't seen it in months. They couldn't find it. And in our first investigation, you hear that ruler up in the son's room, in Ben's room, going smack. It was smacking on the table. I'm like, that's that ruler. That was cool. I mean, you knew what it, you knew what it yeah. was right away. I'm like, that's that ruler. It's a metal ruler smacking yeah, on that. Yep, dude, and it did it yeah, all throughout that night. And I, I let him hear that, and he's like, "That's that ruler for sure." And I'm like, mm -hmm. "That is amazing." And you know what? That ruler wind up showing up, dude. It yeah, I remember up. that. Didn't it show? Where did that show Couple up? Months later, back in his desk. That's right. That's right. Back in it his did. desk, dude. It showed up back in his yeah. desk, and he's like, "I cannot explain." How in the hell that ruler shirt? He said it was gone for months. Just like his shirt. I mean, dude, it was wearing a shirt. What in the hell has the physical ability to wear a shirt? You know what I mean? You wouldn't think that'd be possible. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Right? Like, how can something that's insane. not physical wear something that's physical? Right? Yeah, because they would have to have some type of solid form to do that. Think about it. Yeah, it would that. have to have some mass to it to wear a shirt, right? It, it would, yeah. 
that doesn't make any sense. That's, but I definitely kind of believe them. I definitely believe them yeah, because I mean, they that's... were the most straightforward people I ever met in my life. Oh, they yeah, were. Two of his, yeah, two of his sons were in the, in the military. Both of them were in the military. I think uh, Ben was was went to uh, uh, Afghanistan when the Afghanistan war was going on. His son was over there. I mean, he, he's a mm-hmm. Marine. I mean, it was that was interesting, man. That was an interesting case that I still to this day I don't understand why the activity was so intense there. Um, no, I just. I don't know. We had some really weird stuff happen there. Remember the cup moved on the sink and just weird, that, weird yeah. stuff. It, it definitely moved. It was not a cup on the end. It was in the middle of moved. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's weird. <laughs> so Brendan, Brendan said he saw a shadow figure at his house up in uh, in Wayland's room. Wow, Brendan definitely wow. has a lot of stuff going on in his house, man. The basement. The last time we were there, um, like we experienced a, a lot of stuff in the basement. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. And uh, that's like Brendan's case is another one of those cases you really got to tread lightly in what you're doing because, uh, you know, like I said, this thing already assaulted his brother, you know, tore his brother around in, in a circle. And uh, that's pretty scary. You know what I mean? That, that's it is pretty scary. scary. It just goes to show. Yeah, it just goes to show you it, it can happen. You never know what could, you know, it could physically do to somebody. Yeah, and that's another thing with paranormal investigating. This is what you're getting into. You don't know what these things are capable of doing. Can they hurt you? Absolutely. I'm. I. You know. I. All the years that we investigated, I used to say, "Nah, they can't hurt you. Nah, they can't hurt you." But guess what? Yeah, they can. <laughs> they can. You know what I mean? I because I had never experienced anything like that. You know what I mean? Like. When did we ever experience anything like that until six, seven years ago? You know what I mean? Right. I never experienced anything like that. We never were hurt. I mean, I, I got scratched, but I still don't know how the hell that scratch got there. Did I do it? Did something paranormal do it? I, I don't know how that scratch got there. I really don't. And I had another scratching incident one time in my house, uh, which was really weird. Um, I can't explain it. I don't know how it got there, but a friend of mine said they were having paranormal activity in their home uh, after this bracelet they had bought uh, from an antique store. And it, was, it had all these charms on it and these little dangly things. And uh, so she said, I don't want it in my house. Can you look at it? So I said, yeah, you know, I'll look at it. So, you know, I'm looking at it and I see one of these dangly things and I, I noticed it had a twist top. So I twisted it off and dude, there were someone's ashes in it. It was someone's oh, remains in it. I'm like, oh shit, this is somebody's remains. So I, you know, I zipped it back up and I'm like, I called her. I was like, look, you need to take this thing back to where you got it because this is somebody's remains in this bracelet. And uh, yeah, she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, because she's, they started seeing like shadow figures in their house and stuff. And uh, they were kind of freaked out. They're like, yeah, um, we're seeing shadows in, 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 the, in the room. And uh, I, I've never had anything happen here before. And I'm like, maybe it's this object. I don't know. Could be. And Could so be. I looked at it, and uh, I kind of, I kind of set it on my table down here, right? Actually, right outside of where my little studio is now. I set it on a little coffee table, and I, I kind of fell asleep on the couch. 
and uh, I didn't count. I did. And uh, <laughs> I woke up around <laughs> about three o'clock in the morning to go, you know, get ready for work. And yeah, I went outside and gave me a shower. I was tired as hell. So I get in the shower and my arm was burning. And I looked over and I had three scratches on my arm. It was like, like, wow. like a cat, like a cat scratched me. Like they, they were real fine like that. And it was burning. And I'm like, where in the hell did that come from? Now? I know it wasn't my dog. If my dog would have scratched me, I would have had huge claw marks on my arm because he's got big feet big nails yeah i was like there's no way that yeah i was like there's no way that was my dog this was like fine like a cat like a cat would scratch you you know what i mean i'm like Hmm. this and it burned and it was it broke the skin the three i mean it went straight across my uh my bicep and uh, i'm like i can't explain that i said all i know is i'm getting this this damn thing out of here I, said, I took it to her the next day. I got off of work, drew right there. I said, You need to take this back wherever you got it from because there's something attached to it. She said, Are you serious? I'm like, Hell yeah. I, woke, I showed her their scratches. I'm like, I don't know how they got there. I said, I I don't have any nails to scratch myself like that. And uh, I was just laying on my couch, and there's nothing on my couch that would scratch my arm like that. I mean, they were symmetrical. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they were they were perfect. And I was like, uh, I don't know how that got there. That's, I mean, that's the kind of risk you take when you're messing with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it going to follow you home? It's possible. Good. It's yeah. possible. We don't know that, you know, right? could, could it affect somebody in your family? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's the risk you take of and being a paranormal investigator, though. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, that that's something that you have to consider when if you're going to get into this. you know you gotta think that there's that chance that you might bring something home and it may affect not only you but your entire family so really think about that before you make that decision that you want to do this yeah i mean it's a serious decision and like i said there's a lot of responsibility a lot of responsibility behind it a lot uh you know when we first got into it i didn't think it was going to be all that serious but I mean, right away we started having uh, started having a lot of weird stuff happen in investigations, and uh, I'm just like, wow, man, this is way more than I I really thought was going to happen. You know, yeah. Just I never expected a lot of stuff that that I, we've been a lo- we've come a long way from when we first started, actually from when we first met with a meetup to to now. You know, with yeah. members and the group and equipment and just trying to get things together and we, we messed up a lot along the way i mean dude a lot it's not like we've you know we're been right 100 percent, and we're still probably not right 100 percent. but i know one thing we're in a way better place than we were 20 years ago you know when we first started oh this. we are so way better place yeah um yeah not only with with us but also the the gear that we have now too it's it's a lot more not a lot but it's more advanced than what it used to be you know not only audio but videos yeah Yeah, video is way more advanced than when (laughs) when we started we had some really shitty equipment like (laughs) there's an ir camera stung they really and and unfortunately we captured some of the best piece of evidence that we ever caught was was one of those shitty cameras and I wish it would been now when we have all this 4k high definition 1080p camera systems and that you know back then we had the shitty 720 
uh, yeah. CCTV cameras that were staticky as hell at night with night vision on. And, oh, man, they sucked. You know, they were terrible. And, and that might have we been wound up get, we wound million, up getting our best piece shot. of evidence on there. Yeah, and we wound up getting our best piece of evidence ever caught, and it was on one of those shitty 720 cameras. It was terrible. (laughs) I'm like, damn, dude. The only cool thing was we had a negative filter on it, and the negative filter really picked up on the the mass of it. You know what I mean? Like the the black mass part of it, which was cool. You know, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's a good piece of evidence. I I just did a show, uh, uh, a podcast the other week, and... uh, they they showed that evidence on their show and a lot of people were kind of blown away with it they're like wow wow and that's been out for years i've had it on youtube and you know and a lot a lot of people said we faked it and all this shit i was like, like man i i'm not in this to fake anything i'm out here to educate people and help people that's what we do you know what i mean like that's what we've mm-hmm. always done i mean how many places that we mm-hmm. went and did lectures and stuff like that for free and you know what i mean a lot, yeah. not a lot of times. Yeah, and we're just get you know letting other people know what we've discovered over the years, and that there is stuff out there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's <laughs> there's definitely something out there beyond the physical body, I, whether it's a ghost or an alien or I don't know what the hell these things are. Are they ghosts? It's possible because there's some kind of intelligence to it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get a lot of residual stuff, but here lately, it's been a lot of really intelligent responses to stuff. If you notice or not, it has. So that that goes to show me that there's more to this than what we think. Yeah, you know, and even some of the past case, case, yeah, and even some of the past cases we've had, you know, we've when we've asked questions, we've got intelligent responses as far as people that we know that had passed away there. So yeah. even their names or responded to their names and things of that nature. So to me, there's definitely, this is just my opinion. I mean, there is, in, in my opinion, like I said, there, there's, I believe that there's life after death, that, you, that, you, that you're, there's some type of soul or some type of spirit that moves on. But I also think there's, more to it i think there's other things that are beyond that um that are not just necessarily you know us passing away but you know who knows whether it's i mean i don't even want to get into the aliens or anything like that because i don't know that but there's definitely more to it than just that so that's what makes it really interesting to me yeah yeah i mean i like i said man i've seen some really really crazy stuff over the years and i I, you know i don't know man it's it's weird dude i i don't know what it is to be honest i really don't no i I think there's some some sort of um subconscious that lives on after the physical body is gone uh just because of some of the most intelligent responses that we've gotten over over the last couple years have been really good i mean the last year has been really cool i mean even our new members have been blown away with some of the stuff that we caught and they've heard out loud that they heard disembodied voices out loud that intelligently responded to questions which were blew me away i was like wow man like you know we're like carl's like do you want us to turn the lights out 
and we heard a disembodied voice right in between me and Tom, and we couldn't make it out at first, but when I got it, when I got out of there, I put it on the laptop, and I put it on a cool edit, and I pumped it up, and you could hear the response. It was intelligently responding. It said, no, not yet. <laughs> no, it said, it said, no, not right now. It clearly responded to the question that Carl asked. He said, do you want us to turn the lights on? They said, no, not right now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, and we heard it right in between us. It was right in between me and Tom. We both looked at each other like, did one of you guys say that? And they're like, no. And Carl's like, I heard that over there. And you guys, I'm like, it was right in between us. And what was weird was there's another thing with the K2. The K2 spiked up right before the EVP for no reason. Nobody had a phone on them. I made everybody put their phones outside. And that thing spiked up all the way to red real quick. And then back down. I'm like, damn, that was weird. And right when I said that, that Carl asked that question, and we got that response right after that. I'm like, that was pretty cool. I said that we had a K2 and hit. And yep. it showed that there was something there. You know what I mean? And that's normally there was something the sign there. with those yeah, with those K2s that I, you know, what we've learned is as long as you have something else coinciding with it, like, like for example, what happened with you, and as soon as that, that thing spikes up like that and goes, drops down, that's normally something paranormal, as long as there's something with it, you know what I mean? Uh, if you yeah. have other stuff happen in the meantime, but yeah. It's cool. some pretty cool stuff, man. I mean... Folks, you know, even if you're in other countries and you want to get into this, just have you know, just listen to the show and listen to how we basically got it together, and you know, make sure you got the right people that can click up with you, and you're all on the same page. That's the most important thing is being on the same page. Safety, you guys got to stay safe in investigations, and you got to look out for your clients and the safety of them as well. They need to be safe as well. You can't. Just go into an investigation recklessly and and uh, and pray to God everything's going to work out right because these people ultimately still have to live there after you leave. Uh, even though we do go back in multiple investigations and we don't just investigate a home one time and that's it. We keep going back and back and back, trying to get as much evidence as we can to kind of solve the, solve the puzzle. You know what I mean? There's pieces to the puzzle. You know? Yes. That's the only way we're going to know, you know, like you said earlier, we can't just go by one investigation. You got to go there multiple times to try to get as much evidence as we possibly can to try to hopefully maybe figure a little bit of something out. Um, but that's also with doing that. But you also have to try to get, you know, the history behind the house itself. The home, you, know, yeah. you don't know if, yeah, the home, you don't know if people had passed away in that house, whether it was just natural causes or traumatic causes you know when somebody got murdered in the house that's all stuff that you have to do and look into before you go out and investigate you know it's it's the only way that you're going to be able to try to put some type of puzzles together with this yeah basically i mean it's just like it's a big mystery you know paranormal investigating mm -hmm. it's a big mystery now you watch the shows everybody's got an answer to to the phenomenon oh it's a demon it's uh it's this, it's that, is it? Look, folks, that stuff is entertainment. In real life, it ain't like that. You know, you watch, you people watch these movies and they get all pumped up over the movies and, oh, man, it's like The Conjuring and this and that. Man, it's 
not like that, man. Like I said, you come across something demonic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rare. Like we've been doing it for twenty plus years and never seen anything like that yet. No, I haven't. Not yet. No, we can't. Not yet. We can't say any. We can't say any of that has been demonic because we don't know. And and uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, I and I'm not saying there's not demonic things out there. I really, I'm a religious person, so if I believe in God, I, I have to believe in the devil itself. You know, but you know, it's I've never seen it. Not to say that it's not out there. Um, I do yeah. think there's this phenomena out there that we really can't explain, and it's on a whole nother level of what we're able to comprehend. And uh, yeah, and you know, you 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 know, you can't have one and not the other. You can't have just have heaven and not have hell. It just doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm I'm really anxious to get the Archbishop on here and hear his. First-hand account, first-hand accounts of, of exorcisms that he's done. Yeah, he is. He is from the See, order of the exorcists from the Catholic diocese, so the Catholic Church. So, I mean, he's seen it, man. He's been there and seen real demonic activity. I, I am anxious to hear some of his stories. I cannot wait to hear some of his. Yeah, stories. I'm looking forward to looking forward to hearing what he has to say about that. Yeah, I mean he's over on the uh, on the West Coast, so um, he's on a different time schedule than us. But I mean, I, I just got to get him on. He, he's agreeing to come on, so uh, I just got to set up the date and the time, make sure it's all good for him, and uh, we're gonna be rock and rolling with the Archbishop. It's gonna be cool. I cannot wait cool. to hear some of the stories. I'm actually reading. Uh, I bought a book called. Uh, the, it's about the uh, the demonic case. With the uh, haunted boy, okay. you know, the one, uh, the the real case. It's called "Possessed: The True Story of an Exorcism" by uh, Thomas B. Allen. Interesting book, yeah. man. This goes into real history. Right in, it goes into detailed uh, accounts of the exorcism of that that boy that happened in Maryland. That boy took him up to St. Louis, and uh, basically what they what they made the movie The Exorcist about. Basically, that's what this book oh. is. Uh, interesting Sounds book. Interesting. I seen it online. I said, well, I'm going to buy it. And I've been reading it. And, uh, you know, man, a lot of the stuff that's, that I've been reading in here, it starts out like a haunting, like some of the mm -hmm. stuff we've experienced, which is really, really creepy. Uh, dude, I, I was reading it and I'm like starting out hearing little voices, hearing scratching in the wall. Dude, we've heard all that kind of stuff, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it, 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 it gradually kicks into objects being moved and then uh, him being scratched. I mean, dude, this is all typical things of things we've seen in hauntings. You know what I mean? In some of the places we've investigated. Creepy. What turns it into yeah. what turns it into being demonic? You know what I mean? Like uh, from what I've been reading here, I mean, dude, a lot of the stuff is similar. Very similar. It gets people into a a depression and oppression, and then it kind of leads into demonic possession. So, uh, pretty interesting, man. I, very, very interesting. Yeah, I just feel like it's feeding off any type of negativity it can get. Just think about that. Yeah, it's it's, it's very interesting. I I've been reading it and making little notes in there, and I'm just like, man, we've experienced that. We've you know. Uh, some of the smaller stuff that we've definitely experienced that in, in a bunch of investigations, man. So, 
it, it's mm-hmm. it's weird it's really weird and it's creepy i that's all i can have a word for is all the stuff the phenomena is is weird it's totally weird and that's unpredictable <laughs> it's unpredictable you know what i mean it's totally unpredictable you don't know when it's going to happen how it's going to happen where when it's going to happen you know it, that's that's the enigma about the whole thing is that how's this stuff happening <laughs> we have no idea at all no we don't you know and that's right, i mean if you watch right ghost adventures just... they if you watch ghost adventures they have an answer to it all it's demonic and it's this and it's that and it's like dude come on man come on yeah, I, I, it's yeah, entertainment yeah. you know people love watching that kind of stuff they like ghost adventures i mean dude i mean when when they first came out i was all oh dude this is awesome you know what i mean and it, it's just like eh. now now that you do it you know first time you're you're really out there and you're investigating and you watch a show and you're like this is bullshit (laughs) yeah this is nothing like investigating you know and that's the reason i I couldn't even tell you last time i watched a paranormal show i couldn't even tell you because i don't like watching it anymore no i I haven't watched them I, i tried to uh like today i came home i was like yeah let me pop on something i I turned on that show with uh uh that movie with the warrens with the guy that was possessed that wound up killing somebody uh what the hell was it the devil made me do it and oh oh my god so terrible i'm like dude come on man really it's just a movie you know (laughs) people it's just a movie i mean whether i mean it did really happen in real life that this guy did kill somebody but um saying the devil made me do it's a good way to beat a, a life term to me <laughs> i mean like saying yes, you're yes, demonically sir. possessed is a good way to beat a life term uh i'd yeah. use that in court you know now and i just murdered somebody <laughs> so you nice. know it was it uh was he really possessed well you know i wasn't there i couldn't tell you but you know i i know that's a good reason to uh use that in court and he beat it and he's now walking the streets wow. and he murdered someone he, he stabbed someone to death yeah dude that's a true story he did kill somebody he murdered that's somebody crazy. he's walking the streets right now a murderer it's crazy he got away yeah. got away with that he got away with murder saying that he was demonically possessed and the yeah. warrens helped him <laughs> and the warrens helped him <laughs> that's nice that's yeah. nice i mean <laughs> yeah they helped him get out of, of prison behind you know saying he was demonically possessed so yeah i could i I could say that too (laughs) yeah that's a good way to beat a rap right yeah i mean a murder is a murderer man you killed somebody you killed somebody there's no uh wishy-washy way around it dude you killed somebody you murdered someone you took someone's life yeah you shouldn't be walking around in public he used to say he wouldn't snap and do that again something snapped in his head to make him kill somebody you know what i mean like well yeah let's let's say it was demonic well were you gonna let him go and do it again i mean come on (laughs) yeah he's walking the streets right now he's free as a bird and he murdered someone took someone's life that person's no longer here but he's still here you know uh our criminal system is uh it's a little unfair to me yeah it's pretty terrible man it's not very good in the united states man unfortunately um it's uh not very well 
<laughs> it's not, you know, <laughs> uh, it's scary no, to be honest. Not. You know, it's it's very scary. Um, but yeah, he beat a rep saying he was demonically possessed. So, hey, <laughs> guess Trudeau's friend. I don't know. Yeah, right. Oh. What, how, what, what are we in prison for? Murder? How'd you beat it? Wow, well, so I was demonically possessed. Oh, cool. That's huh. all you gotta do. Yeah, cool. I'll throw him back. Yeah, I'll have to remember yeah. that. <laughs> I, I mean, I just Jeez. don't know how the hell that. How do you get around that? You know what I mean? That just that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But it happened. It really happened. So, you know, mm-hmm. was he really possessed? I don't know. That's just like the Amityville Horror case. He said he was possessed and killed his whole family, and that's a weird situation too. You know what I mean? Like he killed his entire family, uh, one by one, and nobody heard the shots. Like, if someone let off a gun in your house, it's going to be pretty loud. How would you not yeah, wake you're up? You're going to hear that. Yeah, how would you not wake no, up? I know there's and be like, what yeah, the hell I, was that? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I've heard that you can silence it somewhat with pillows and things, but I don't know how well that would work. You know, but he you shot know him I mean? with a hunting rifle. Oh well, that's yeah. good luck with that. Yeah, dude. Like. <laughs> And he was another one trying to said, he was demonically, said he was demonically possessed and uh, it didn't get his ass out of prison, though. He stayed there till he died. Okay. But uh, Good. he but he changed his story so many times that, you know, it was just he was demonically possessed and then somebody else did it and he did it. And someone else did it. So his story was so all over the place. Uh, it, it's obvious he was some kind of schizophrenic. You know what I mean? He had some kind of schizophrenic yeah. stuff going on. and. He had a lot of mental issues going on in his head, and yeah, you know, prison was the right place for his ass. He deserved to be where he was at, and that's that's it, you know. Yeah, he killed and his he entire family. Now, I would think there's some kind of activity going on in Amityville with with that with that kind of uh, kind of you know horrific stuff that happened there. You know what I mean? I would like, think so. It tried the tragic death. Yeah, I would think it would be. Yeah, now the Warren's got a really cool picture of one of the dead kids. Did you ever see that picture? I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, man, he's like peeking out around the corner behind the banister in the uh, in the picture. It is really creepy, dude. It's definitely one of the kids. Uh, it looks like one of the dead kids. It's creepy, man. I'm watching. Is that online? Like, it is online. Yeah, you can go to like online and check, check out. out. Uh, So, hey Chris, how you doing, Chris Wilson? And uh, thanks, uh, appreciate that. Um, yeah, man, like they <laughs> they took a really cool picture, and there was no kids in the house, and um, it's it looks like one of the kids. It looks like one of the sons that was murdered, and uh, sure enough, there's a picture in there. You have to go online and wow. check it out. It, if you, yeah, if you can, it's creepy, dude. Eyes are uh, like white. It's like he's peeking out of one of the rooms, and he's like, "It's creepy, man." You see it, you're like, "Ugh, damn!" Ew. And uh, Ed Warren was saying that basically it was um, not the kid; it was a a demonic uh, menace, menace, uh, manifestation of of the boy. You know, so that's weird. Okay, that sounds creepy. 
for sure. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like some of the places where we've gone, and it, it mimics your voice. You know what I mean? You're like, ooh, ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's you just reminded me of something I wanted to bring up because you know, think about how you know, especially for the newbies out there, think about how it's even physically possible for them to do anything considering they have yeah. no body, right? No vocal cords. So, or... No vocal cords. Yep. Yeah. They can't touch you. I mean, things of that nature, but it, it's weird. And that's, that's why we are always scratching our heads, trying to figure this out the best we can. Cause there's always something, some type of a uh, curveball thrown in there. Something will happen. You'll be yeah. like, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, we, we've heard your voice mimicked. We heard my voice mimicked. And a lot of our cases, the people are hearing, you know, hearing their, like the one case, the, the daughter's hearing the mother's voice all the time being mimicked. And that's really creepy, to be honest. I mean, I think it it's is. creepy as hell. If, it if, say, if you say you were alone in your room and you hear your wife call you and your wife's not home and it's her voice. And you know it's her voice, and you hear <laughs> your wife calling your name, and you're like, "Yeah, holy shit, that's my wife's voice, and she is definitely not here." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Uh, has joints? Do, <laughs> don't you think ghosts can speak uh, telepathic? I do. I think they can. They yeah. can talk to you telepathically too. Yeah. It's like how you get that kind of weird feeling, like uh, you know, you're in a place and you get this feeling, like you're not supposed to be here. Like it's kind of telepathically mm-hmm. telling you, "Hey, get out of my space!" So, you know, I don't want you in here. And you get that feeling. I've, I've had that feeling a couple times, where you're just like, "Man, yeah, Maryland, that Maryland house is one of them." Oh yeah, we both feel feel uh, weird that night. You know, you, you knew <laughs> like, was... like you never you never wanted to be in there half the time. <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is is like we never said anything to each other about it until afterwards like the whole time man when I, I was cool like i said i was cool until i put the key in the door i put the key in the door and when i walked through that door i had the worst feeling i was like and in my head i never said a word to you but i was worried you know what i mean i was like mm-hmm. something bad. i'm like something bad is gonna happen man we keep poking the bear something bad is going to happen here and i was having really wicked ass dreams about that place man like creepy i mean really dark creepy dreams of this black thing like choking us and throwing us around and that last time we were in there i was just that was enough i I looked at you and we were we spent a half an hour and i don't even think we were there a half an hour and we were there three it was like 3 30 in the morning i think it was 15 minutes we were in there we were gone yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, it was, I was like in my head I'm like let's get the hell out of here man I'm like you want to bounce you like yeah this guy here ain't nothing really going on but the whole time we're hearing this nope. snapping noises uh-huh. and stuff and there's no power and I'm like <laughs> nah uh, as Joanne just said have you ever just woke up uh, crossing your eyes and uh, see shadow people I've never seen them in my house but I have seen shadow people uh, on four different occasions uh, but I've never woke up and seen Shadow people in my house. Have you ever seen anything like that, Don? I've seen, before I met you, I saw a shadow person at Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. Well, that's uh, when that you're up there with Jason the and them, right? 
that was black sheep before that uh that i saw that uh we were in a little they're having a little convention there and i was most people were paying attention to the speaker up front and i just kind of i glanced over towards the uh one down the one cell cell door area and i looked and all of a sudden I, I seen in the corner of my eye it just looked like a person you know like a shadow of a person it was hunched over and it went from one side of the cell block to the other and it was gone no one else saw it i was the only one and i couldn't believe what i what i witnessed it was crazy too bad you didn't get that on camera i know yeah we were we were just all sitting there like yeah we were all sitting there in the main hub area this the prison just you know listen to them speak about it was basically a ghost like we're doing right now as a ghost hunting one-on-one type thing you know explain how they do things and i just glanced over there and i'm like i i took a double take i'm like wait did i just see that and it was it it was gone i'm like wow i'll never forget that now that, that was the only time that i've ever seen like a full body shadow person i mean it literally you could see the legs the arms the head shoulders everything you could see it and i knew it wasn't a person because that particular cell block was shut down they even told us that because they had uh asbestos in there so no one was even allowed in there so wow it was it was weird yeah i mean we got uh or we got fort mifflin coming up and uh that's gonna be fun Yes, it will be. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, November uh, November fourth. Yeah. Yep. I can't I'm wait, man. Days, that place man. is always I'm, that place has always got some kind of something going on. Every time we've been there, we've experienced something. So, oh, yeah. last time we heard the screaming lady, we had your laptop turn on by itself and start playing music. Uh, that was cool, man. That when that laptop went off, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud, oh, man. man. I was like, what the hell? It, it just turned on by and like anybody knows, you know, you turn a computer on, you, when you move the mouse or the cursor, you literally got to hit play for it to to play music. And right. all of a sudden, you know, we had the the laptop on, we were playing old music like Civil War era music and uh man, that it just the screen went down and it was dark and all of a sudden Boom, dude. <laughs> came on playing that music. I jumped like three feet out of that chair, man. I was like, holy shit. It scared the hell out oh, of me. Oh, yeah. We both, we both did that. that we night. both looked at each other and like, yeah. how in the hell did that come on? You know what I mean? That didn't yep. make any sense. We, I it, guess it made what? no sense. Um, I'm going to be doing it again because I found the CD. Oh, did you find so it? We're going to be playing the music. Yes, I did. So wow. we will be playing it again. As Join said, they seen little kids playing in front of uh, the son and daughter. Wow. Different rooms playing in front of their beds and stuff. That's cool, man. That's really cool. That is cool. That is. Yeah. So Chris wants us to check out their podcast, which is uh, Chris Wilson's listening to the show and said, uh, you should join our podcast. Uh, it's called Beyond One's Belief on Monday afternoons, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern with uh, Big Chief and Raccoon. Sounds cool. But we'll do that. We'll definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, so their yeah, themes are unique, like uh, ETs, off-world crafts, 
fourth dimensional beings, ancient civilizations and technologies, pyramids, et cetera, stuff like that. That sounds pretty cool. So yeah. if any of my listeners are out there, yeah. definitely go over there and check out Chris Wilson on his page, on his podcast, and uh, listen to what they got to do, too. I'm all about uh, helping other podcasts myself, and um, I like it when people help help us as well. So definitely give, give them a listen, and uh, we're going to be listening as well. So yeah, as soon uh, as I saw pyramids, I'm game. Hell yeah, man! I'm all into that stuff, man. Ancient aliens, all that. I love, it, man. I love oh, yeah, me stuff. Too. I'm gonna have some people yeah. from Mufon on here. I've reached out to some people, and uh, I'm gonna have some people, uh, some witnesses to UFOs on here that uh, I've reached out to. So I just gotta get dates, and it's hard scheduling dates for yeah. people's, especially if they're on like the East Coast or my West Coast because it's a three-hour difference and. You know, at nine yeah, o'clock I mean, here, yeah. it's six. It's six p.m. there, so you know I gotta right. work the schedule out between you know my timing and their timing and stuff. So it, it's gonna be cool, man. I'm glad you uh, you're joining the show to be a co-host, and uh, we're gonna have fun yeah. with with this, man. Because I like doing the lives more than I do. I like pre-recording, but I'd rather do lives and have people in you know interacting in the chat room. Like we have 17 people listening right now. They could all come in the chat room right now and ask a million questions. I'd stay one all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I mean, there's, I've done three, four hour shows. Like I, I enjoy it, man. Just talking about paranormal stuff. And uh, I'm glad we did a paranormal 101 because I like to get people out here and educate them and uh, just let them know it ain't all about the TV shows. You know, don't don't take everything in as uh, watching a TV show and thinking that's really how it is because in the end, that's just entertainment. You know what I mean? There, there's stuff out here that, that you know you could ruin somebody's whole livelihood, their whole whole life uh, behind something paranormal. It could really do a lot of damage to a family. And you know we gotta, yes, we really have to be careful when it comes to that because it's the last thing. I, I you know, like I said, someone someone uh, passed away on our watch, and um, it was a child. And I'm tell you what, folks, that's that's not an easy thing to overcome man. it's something that you never think is going to happen and uh it happened to us and um it's something that i'll never forget it's always going to stay with me and um you know to, to think that someone's going to pass away behind something paranormal it's uh it's a hard pill to swallow but it happened and um i fight with it all the time sometimes i get emotional about it and uh, i just did a show with uh entity voices and i didn't talk about it i didn't want to talk about it on the show but after the show i was talking to him i got kind of emotional about it because it's a tough thing uh especially when you see um the, the hurt in the parents eyes and it's, it's a tough thing especially if you have children and yeah it's losing i can't imagine losing a child um no that's a that's no. a tough thing it's a really hard thing and uh i i struggled with it for about i didn't investigate for two years after that i couldn't i couldn't bring myself because i'm like I'm supposed to be helping these people, and I'm not helping them. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm just not helping them. Their 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 child yeah. died, uh, you know, and we're not helping them. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I just I felt helpless. It was the only time in my life I ever felt helpless in, in an investigation of of paranormal investigating, and you know, it was it's a humbling experience, um, one yeah. that you're never gonna forget. And I always be friends with these people, like yeah. I, and we, we're, we're set to go back there and still investigate their home. They still have stuff going on. 
I talk to them on a, a regular a basis. The Maza, the Maza have been on the show. They did a, they did a podcast with me on here, uh, talking about their experiences and their daughter that they lost, uh, which was Lydia Maza which she was such a sweet girl. And, um, you know, she was only 14 years old and, and lost her life. Uh, it was a heart condition, but you know, whatever was in the house was really affecting her the most, you know what I mean? And, uh, could it have scared her to have a heart attack? It's possible. She, she died from a heart attack and, um, yeah, she wasn't, you know, like overweight or anything like that. She just, they just found her passed away in her bedroom, you know, and, uh, her bedroom had a lot of activity in it and it still has a lot of activity in it to this day. I mean, we left the investigation and they were hearing, they were hearing voices in the attic car calling Carl's name. Hmm. How creepy is that, dude? That's that's creepy. They were hearing voices in the attic calling for Carl. And Carl, wow. uh, yeah, they and you know what? When I went there with Ghost Nation, uh, me and Tango were in the attic, and <laughs> after the investigation, they were hearing the thing calling for Tango in the attic. Call I remember friend. that she said that on that. Yeah, I remember that. Dude, that is freaking creepy, man. That's weird. Yeah. I'm, I said, man, I'm glad they didn't call my name, dude. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm you glad it doesn't had... like me, dude. I don't think it likes me at you already... all. No, yeah, you already I, had I, a bad I mean, experience there. You don't need any more. Dude, I'm going back to <laughs> man. I can't I can't let that kind of scare me, dude. I have to go. Uh, for them, no. you know what I mean. For, as as a clients of ours, and they're they're more than a client now. They're like family to to me and to us. So yeah, uh, we got to do what and we got to do and, that's, and try to help them. Yeah, and that's something too, folks that are out there. It's just like just remember that you always want to treat your clients like family, or just you know, just remember that they you want to treat them the right way. You know, don't treat them like crap. Always be there for them the best you can. That way you can keep coming back and coming back, and uh, and you'll realize next thing you know they're referring you to someone else that they might know, or yeah. vice versa. And the thing just goes at a big rotation, so it's only benefits you. Yeah, it does. You know, it's like you know these people become like your family, and if you have a member that's really talking down about a client, or you know, you need to get rid of those members because you don't need that whatsoever in your group um no. if they're talking bad about a client oh that that person's crazy this person's crazy and that's exactly what happened in, in, to us with a, with an investigator uh this person was saying that the woman was crazy and this and that and you know she really did have paranormal phenomena going on but she did have a recorder going in the house as well and caught one of our investigators talking smack about her and uh we didn't know it because uh, myself and Don weren't in the house at the time. Uh, other investigators were in the house and uh, no one said anything to us. And sure enough, the client had a recorder and, and called her. And I'll tell you what, it's an embarrassing, very embarrassing thing that we had to encounter. And uh, I caught a lot of flack behind it from the client. And uh, it was no fun. And I got rid of that person with the quickness. They were gone. And uh, yeah. it, it's... That's no fun. You know, if you got a, 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 a team member talking smack about a client, they got to go. 
that's not professional and you know that's not why we're there is to talk smack about a client you're there to get evidence of what's going on in a haunting that in the case if it's haunted or it's not haunted that's up to the evidence to decide it's not up to you to decide whether someone's having some kind of psychological uh problems you know if they're experiencing something they're experiencing something you know it could be only affecting one person in the house not the whole family mm-hmm. and that's happened yeah it's happened many times yeah i mean that's happened it, it can only affect one person in the house they could be the only ones experiencing par- experiencing paranormal phenomena and you know that kind of stuff happens all the time in every case that we've ever done has it not it's true yeah it has yeah you're right yeah i mean look at the duncan case it was just affecting laura for the longest time and then it started moving on to other members other other members of the family uh you know the, yeah, the kids started seeing it and then the husband was the last one i think to see it and then he's seen a full body yeah. apparition of this this and man that lived in the house too yeah he, yeah, was, he was a total really skeptic. Big skeptic he he was actually giving her a bunch of crap behind it like like she was making it up you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then he was eating crow after that because he's seen a full-bodied apparition come up out of the basement you know of this this man yeah which was that was an awesome case that was another awesome case that we did that came 360 for us man it came full circle yeah, and I don't we think we ever Laura had it a... back on. Yeah, well, I've talked to Laura, and she has agreed to come on the show. So, um, I just have to yeah. get her on, get her on here. I haven't reached back out to her, but she said, "Yeah." And, um, dude, I mean, just people have to people have to be responsible with this stuff. It's, it's serious. Like this is all serious stuff. Same the TV show. This yeah, is somebody's it's... life. No, it's. Yeah, it's not a game. Children, not there to people have children involved. You know what I mean? It's not a game. You know, you see a lot. A lot of investigators are really careless, man. Like I, I see them on YouTube, on Facebook all the time, man, all the time, and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe these people, man. So reckless. It's really reckless. Um, I've never had a client be really say anything bad to us. You know what I mean? Well, like one time, like, but most of our clients are, you know, they're ours forever. We, we, we go back to them all the time. Do we not? And that's what we want. We do. That's what we want though. We want to be able to go back there whenever we can. So like I said, we can get, gather more evidence there and, and try to get some type of answer the best we can for them. So it's important. It's important to have that relationship with them. Oh, yeah, man. You, you have to. You have to. You, you can't just go into a case and think you're going to get um, a ton of evidence the first time there. You got to really sit down, dig into the case. You got to really dig into it, go into the, the research of the house. What happened around that? Maybe something didn't happen in the house. It happened on the property. It happened around the property. Maybe someone was murdered. Uh uh, some kind of historical tragedy in the home fire uh just like in the, the case that we did uh in marietta with the old house the, the old the old uh that 1750s house you know what i mean um yeah <laughs> jesus dude like i heard i heard a voice in the attic say fire that i heard a disembodied voice when i walked up into the attic i heard a voice go fire i was like what the hell was that 
So I definitely heard a voice mm-hmm. say fire. And I I ran to the contractors and the contractor, I asked the contractor, I was like, did you, did you notice anything about a fire? And he's like, how'd you know there's a fire in here? I was like, dude, I heard a voice in the attic say fire. And he's like, yeah, we don't like coming in the attic, but yeah, we found uh, remnants of uh, smoke in the house, like smoke damage, that there was a fire. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Wow. He's like, no, That's I'm crazy. not kidding you. He said, we found remnants of, of a fire in the house. We, we had smoke damage. I'm like, he goes, you heard that from, from what? I was like, a ghost or something. It was, I said, mm. I heard a voice in the attic say fire. And I didn't know what it meant. I just think maybe thought maybe there was a fire here or something. It was letting me know if there was a fire or there was going to be a fire or, and he's like, yeah, there was a fire here. He said, I don't think anybody knew about it because we didn't notice it until we started tearing the ceiling apart and noticed that there was smoke and uh char damage. I was like, wow. Yeah. I said, that's, that's cool. cool. That's an intelligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's an intelligence yeah. in the house saying, Hey, there was a fire. Check it out. Yeah. Guess what there, happened there. in the past? <laughs> yeah. And you know yeah. what? It's not in anything in the history of the house marked anywhere that there was a fire. That's what's even cooler about it. Think about it. Yeah. Nowhere, dude, nowhere. I'm like, wow. We went way back into the history of the house and they're all the way back to 1790 something. Uh, they had actually had memoirs of the house and uh, there was no uh, accounts of a fire in the house, which is cool. In the memoirs, me and Nick were going over that and reading that. And uh, he read, he, he read half and I read half. And in the half that he read, uh, the people, even back in the 1700s, didn't like going into the attic because they thought the attic was haunted. In the 1700s, in the memoirs wow. of this girl that lived there, yeah. she said no one liked going into the attic because there was a lot of dark corners and the place felt like it was haunted. you believe that? Mm-hmm. All the way back then, that's, all those years ago. Wow, that's, yep. that's crazy. And that place was super active. I'm so mad you couldn't have got in there with us because uh, you had to work. But, dude, it was yeah. crazy active. We heard mad disembodied voices in there, like, intelligently responding to questions. It was amazing. I'm like, this place is cool. Like, I said, I wish I had the money yeah. to buy this house. Uh, she sold that Don't house you? for a big <laughs> box, dude. Big box. Yeah, I, it was over five hundred thousand dollars, and that house was wow. a wreck. Yeah, it was. Man, it's got like five hundred and seventy some thousand dollars for the house, but it was a wreck. But it was beautiful inside, man. Like they had to do a lot of work, but I guess from the the work the construction, it made it active. And when mm-hmm. the construction worker said, "When we left, every time we left, it was super active." Like. There was so much chatter going on in in the rooms that, dude, they had to they had to, they had to bail out, man. So, Jeez. I was like, wow, yeah. Well, I'm getting my exit live already, man. It's been two hours, dude. That's <laughs> good. It's been two hours, fast, man. Yeah, yeah, it does, <laughs> man. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to wrap this up. It says it's going to end in two minutes. So <laughs> I was like, damn it. We're just having fun, man. So, uh, well, we can always do, do another part, podcast. We can always do a part two. Yeah, we can do it. We're going to do another podcast live, maybe Friday night if you want. I'm down with that. 
Uh, we'll come okay. on live again. We're going to start doing more live. So, well, folks, we're going to wrap this up for tonight before it kicks us out of here in two minutes. So, uh, <laughs> thank you guys all of you for, for joining in tonight and listening on the show. Definitely share it, like it, love the podcast, follow me, follow the podcast. And uh, we're going to have way more content talking live more and uh, have some really good guests on as well. And uh, we appreciate you guys downloading and listening and coming in the live chat, definitely coming to chat more and uh, ask as many questions as you want. Join in the show. We're all down for that. So thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys on the flip side. Have a good rest of your week. Have a good night all. Good night, everybody. <laughs>